Chapter twenty seven of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, chapter twenty seven. London, April to September, eighteen twenty two. Death of my mother, return to religion. Aloqua, Audiero nunquam tua verbo loquentem, nunquam ego te vita frata amabili, aspiciam post hac, at certe semper amabo. Shall I speak to thee no more? Shall I never hear thy words? Shall I never see thee, O brother, dearer than my life? Ah, I shall ever love thee. I have just lost a friend, and am about to lose a mother. The verses addressed by Catullus to his brother are constantly applicable in our valley of tears as in the infernal regions there is the constant murmur of an eternal plaint forming the groundwork or principal note of human lamentations it never ceases and would continue should all created griefs be silent a letter from julie which i received a short time after that from fontaine confirms my sad remark on my progressive isolation fontaine urged me to work to become distinguished my sister begged me to give up writing altogether the one proposed fame to me the other oblivion you have seen in madame de farcy's history that such was the tendency of her ideals she had conceived a hatred to literature because she regarded it as one of the temptations of her life saint Servan, july first seventeen ninety three my brother we have just lost the best of mothers it is with sorrow that i announce this severe blow when you cease to be the object of our solicitude we shall have ceased to live if you knew how many tears your errors have caused our dear mother to shed how deplorable they appear to any one of a thinking mind to any one who lays claim not only to piety but to reason if you knew this it would perhaps help to open your eyes to make you give up writing and should heaven touched by our prayers permit us to meet again you would find amongst us all the happiness that can be enjoyed on earth and you would bring happiness to us since none exists for us while you are absent and while we have reason to be uneasy on your account ah why did i not follow the impulse of my heart why did i continue to write had my writings never come to light would there have been any difference in the events or spirit of the century i had then lost my mother and i had embittered her last hour while she with her last breath was uttering a prayer for her only remaining son what was that son doing in london i was perhaps taking a walk on a fresh morning while the death-damp was on my mother's brow and my hand was not there to wipe it away the filial tenderness which i had always preserved for madame de chateaubriand was very profound my childhood and youth were intimately associated with my mother's image all that i knew i had learned from her the idea of having poisoned the last days of her who had given me life threw me into despair i flung the copies of the essay with horror into the fire as the instruments of my crime if it had been in my power to annihilate the work i would have done it without hesitation I did not recover from this distracted state of mind until the thought occurred to me that I might expiate this first work by one of a religious character. Such was the origin of the Genie du Christianisme. My mother, I said in the first preface to this work, after having been thrown at the age of seventy-two into a dungeon where she witnessed the death of some of her children, expired at length on a pallet to which her misfortunes had consigned her. The thought of my errors greatly embittered her last days and on her deathbed she charged one of my sisters to reclaim me to the religion in which i had been educated 
my sister communicated my mother's last wish to me when this letter reached me in my exile my sister herself was no more she too had sunk beneath the effects of her imprisonment these two voices coming as it were from the grave the dead interpreting the dead had a powerful effect on me i became a christian i did not indeed yield to any great supernatural light my conviction came from the heart i wept and believed i exaggerated my fault the essay was not an impious book but a book of doubt and grief through the darkness of this work still gleams a ray of the christian light which beamed on my cradle no great effort was needed to return from the scepticism of the essay to the certainty of the genie du christianisme End of chapter 27